0: Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Box DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skollrud. Hello
1: and welcome everyone to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skollrud. I am your host tonight. And as you can tell, I am losing my voice again. This same thing happened a couple weeks ago. Looks like it's happening again. Hopefully I'll be able to uh, to get through this episode no problem. Give you guys some uh, some fantasy football goodness uh, for the week, and uh, I will try not to cough into the microphone over and over and over again. How's that sound? All right. So why don't we go ahead and get started? We will start off with the news, and then what we're going to do tonight is I'm going to go over a little bit of I'm um, about half of the games uh, for this weekend, and we'll uh, then uh, n- tomorrow night go through whatever news is you know has been gone out, gone over and uh give you guys the uh give you guys the rest of the games and kind of my thoughts on starts and sits so um when i do these facebook uh these facebook podcasts i i may continue to do these throughout the throughout the playoffs when i do these this actually makes it so that you guys are the first to hear these po- the, these podcasts this information so um if for those of you who are listening on itunes google play castbox Wherever you're listening, if you guys join our fantasy football group, uh, Skull King Fantasy Football, you can find it on on Facebook. You can also join. Um, we have a, a group attached to it that anyone can join. Um, that really, that's where we get into a lot of discussion. Um, a lot of uh, we answer a lot of questions in that, and there's a lot of back and forth. You can post your questions. You can't necessarily do that in the, on the actual um, page. But in the group, you guys can post your questions and all that kind of stuff. So we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. And so why don't we go ahead and get started with today's headlines.
0: Today's headlines.
1: All right. So to start it off, I want to apologize to a couple of people. Um, I actually told people to start Kiki Kuti in the Monday night football game. One of the person I actually told them to start Kiki over to uh, Marius Thomas. And we know how well that worked out. Well, it turns out that Kiki um, does not love you. And so um, he uh, injured his hamstring again. And as, as of right now, Texans coach Bill O'Brien says that Kuti is trending toward playing in week 13 um, against the Browns. I personally am not going to deal with dinged up hamstrings when I can find someone else on the waiver wire. So I am probably personally, I am probably dropping in myself and, uh, and moving on just to, just to keep things going uh, in terms of me. Uh, I've got some other needs. And so I, I can't really afford to be uh, waiting on a guy for his hamstrings to get better. So, uh, sticking with the Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien has also said that um, Dont'a Foreman is not all the way back yet. At this point, if you are holding on to still holding on to Dont'a Foreman, um, and you are in a redraft league, you need to drop Dont'a Foreman. This he's not going to help you at all at this point. Lamar Miller is running uh, the ball like crazy, doing very well. Alfred Blue is have is has been very good as a complimentary back. Uh, At this point, I don't see why the, I mean, I see the Houston Texans activating him possibly if he can get all the way back healthy, but I don't see him being a a fantasy factor at this point. So um, at this point, go ahead and drop him, find someone else that uh, that, uh, will actually be able to help you or is more likely to be able to help you uh, on the season. Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette's appeal of his one game suspension will be heard uh, was heard earlier today uh, by appeals officer James Thrash per source if his appeal is unsuccessful Fournette will miss Sunday's game versus the Colts we talked about this a little bit uh, on yesterday's waiver wire show Uh, you know that's one of the reasons to maybe pick up Hyde Uh, so uh, Hyder Yeldon are, are the two benefactors there if Fournette is unable to go. Uh, Colts tight end Eric Swoop sounds like he is returning to practice this week. Welcome news for a team that sent Jack Doyle to the injured reserve yesterday. Um, Swoop, I think for those of you who are desperate for tight ends, Swoop is an option. Uh, he has he does have a couple of touchdowns this year. However, he's not a great option. There are a couple others that we talked about on the waiver wire show. That if you have missed those, go ahead and. Uh, um, If you are you know follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, go to those accounts and you will see the list uh, at each position of the guys that uh, that I think are are uh, set for a possibly having a good game this week or maybe to be able to use for the rest of the season into the playoffs. At each position, Eric Swoop. This news came in after I had done all that, so I think that he he could be an okay backup, but still all that all that tight end. production for the Colts is going to go through Eric Ebron. Uh, Titans cornerback Malcolm Butler is in the concussion protocol. The only reason I mention this is because going into their next game, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It is against. See if I can find it. Uh, The jets. Well, the jets really can't do anything. So it's not like he's going to, that's going to be much of an issue. Um, This, I mean, if, if Butler's out, Butler's been absolutely horrible this year. And so it may, it may help out a little bit of the Jets uh, offense, but I don't see it helping out much. So just because the Jets are still that bad. Uh, Let's see, moving on, moving on, moving on. Traquan Smith with his foot was limited in Tuesday's practice. This again, I'm not, I'm not totally confident that he's going to play. I believe they have the Thursday night game again this week. They are playing against, so it's two weeks in a row with the Thursday night game because they played on uh, Thanksgiving this past week. They're playing in Dallas this week. So uh, we'll kind of go over that in a couple of minutes. Um, again, I'm still, I'm still not fully invested in Traquan Smith. And uh, as we, I don't know if I actually made this an announcement earlier, but uh, undefeated since he took over, it will be Lamar Jackson again for the Baltimore Ravens going up this week against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Um, so uh, we will get into kind of what we think he could possibly do this game. Uh, and so, yeah, so that is it for the headlines. Not a whole lot. So why don't we kind of get into the, uh, the rundown for the weekend. All right. So for, I actually pull this up. Here we go all right so starting with we're going to go like i said we're going to go through about half these games um and real quick before we get started the rundown this week or tonight is brought to you again by StatRoute. route is your number one source for fantasy stats and the way that they can uh they can manipulate everything to to get you the information that you need um if you go to statroute.com and uh, and Upgrade to their IP to to get to their stats. You can uh, actually put in the promo code that's SkullKingFF plus. That's ff plus little plus sign. Um, uh, that will get you the rest of the season for nine dollars. I think they were running like ten to fifteen dollars a month for their service, but you can get that their service for the rest of the season. Um, through the playoffs for just nine dollars, which is a phenomenal deal with everything you can get from them. When you consider what um, companies like Pro Football Focus and all those other places charge, uh, really, this is this is an absolutely phenomenal deal. Uh, go ahead and hop on it. Uh, I may uh, tomorrow or the day after uh, do a quick video for you guys just to kind of show what uh, can be done with StatRoute. So, um, so yeah. So make sure again, go to statrout.com get to sign up for their service. It really is phenomenal. It has helped me so much with uh my rankings and everything for this year. So all right. Let's go ahead and get into the games. So starting off uh Thursday night football. The New Orleans Saints at 10 and 1 visit the 6 and 5 Dallas Cowboys. Um I think, you know, as far as this game goes, you're going to, I hate the term start your studs because I, I somewhat agree with uh, Brad Evans of, um, of Yahoo that that is a lazy way to set up your lineups. If you really think that there is a better matchup, go with the better matchup. Um, but in this case, uh, with the Saints, I am definitely still sticking with, you know, you're going to start Breeze. Even though the Cowboys are the number seven defense, that offense just has so many weapons that can attack you in so many different ways. Uh, I like Drew Brees, uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and and Michael Thomas. I know that they've had you know some of those guys have had down weeks the last couple weeks, and really the reason for that is Brees has just spread out the ball everywhere. He's been throwing to everyone and, and getting everyone involved in the game. So. Um, I still think that if, when push comes to shove, in a game like this, um, I think that he will hit the studs and make sure that uh, that uh, the guys that need to get the ball will. Um, I do, I do like the Saints' defense for this game. Uh, the The Dallas Cowboys have been playing better on offense now that they've got Amari Cooper and he has been involved. Um, I want to say that Amari Cooper, after only playing for like three or four weeks with the Dallas Cowboys, is almost to the point of leading the team in receptions, and or maybe it's not receptions. It's close to leading the team in receptions, in yards, and in touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. That is how bad the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver position was uh, before they got Amari Cooper. So, I do like Cooper to continue to get involved. He has been by far their best um, receiving asset that they have for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not, I'm not big on, I'm I'm not big on Dak Prescott for this game. The Saints defense has been playing really, really well. I know that they're the number 15 defense, but if you consider how, how kind of inconsistent they were early in the season, they have really turned it on as of late. And they have been especially good against the run. Now the Dallas Cowboys, what is their strength running the ball with, uh, um, Dak Prescott got a little bit at quarterback, but using Zeke—that is their—that is their strength. You are going to start Zeke. I think that he may struggle a little bit in this game, but you're still better off using Zeke than trying to plug and play, possibly like an Austin Eckler who just happened to fall into a starting position. Um, again, I still think you know Zeke is a top, is a top ten running back. You are going to start him in this game, no matter what. So that's that's basically what I've got. Dallas Cowboys, I really hate their defense for this game just because the Saints are so good. Um, so yeah, so that's it for the Thursday night game. Let's go ahead and move on to the Ravens at six and five, visiting the Atlanta Falcons at four and seven. Now, the rankings that you see on um NFL.com in terms of when you're looking up uh when you're looking up the the schedule and kind of seeing the matchups. When they do those rankings, that's all based on yardage alone. That's not based on points or anything like that, nothing fantasy-related. That's all how many yards do they give up or how many yards do they get. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have the number one defense. They have the number 11 offense. And what I really like for the Baltimore Ravens this game, because we, you know, we just talked about how Lamar Jackson is going to be the starting quarterback, I think that he is in for a big game this week. I'm actually looking at probably starting him this week against the Atlanta Falcons because the Atlanta Falcons defense is so God awful against quarterbacks. The Atlanta defense is, the 30, is number 31 in terms of um, how good they are against defenses. They're the second worst defense against quarterbacks. Against running backs, they're the third worst. They're number 30 against running backs. What is the strength of the Baltimore Ravens right now with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback? It is running the freaking ball. So that means even though they're going to be in Atlanta, Jackson could have an absolutely phenomenal game running the ball. You've got Gus Edwards running the ball. And you know what? Ty Montgomery may get involved in this game as well. Um, Now, Ty Montgomery is like a desperation deep league, like 16 more teams, possibly a flex play but not likely. Um, he's just kind of a guy to hold on to. He may take up the, uh, the, the Buck Allen role. Um, now that, now that uh, Lamar Jackson is, is the quarterback. But I like Gus Edwards in this game, uh, you know, running for over a hundred yards in his last couple of games. I think he can do it again against Atlanta. I think that uh, Jackson could pass for a touchdown and run for another touchdown. So, I think Lamar Jackson is a great start in this one. John Brown I think is the best uh, receiving option uh for the Ravens. Crabtree is a is a low end flex play for me. As far as the Falcons go, this is going to be tough for them against a Baltimore Ravens team that is number 1 in yards. Uh I understand the Falcons are number 7 in offense. They don't rush the ball that well. I mean they're number 4 in passing. Uh so I think that Matt Ryan could get harassed a little bit, but I still think you know, Julio Jones being the top five wide receiver or top 10 wide receiver or whatever that he is, you are going to have to start Julio Jones. I would see if there are better options to play than Calvin Ridley in this game. Um, I would also see if there are possibly um, better options than, well, Muhammad Sanu only really plays okay, but he's still behind Calvin Ridley. Um, in terms of um tight ends, let me see where let me see if I can find a. Oh, Atlanta is down. Let's. Oh, I gotta make a quick quick change here. There we go. Um, in terms of the tight end position. Look up. Uh, see where Austin Hooper is this year. Austin Hooper is actually ten and six in PPR. Um, Baltimore is actually 18th, um, against tight ends. So they do give up a little bit too tight. ends. so Hooper could very well be an option to use, uh, very well could be a, a decent option to use again. He's tight end six. So, uh, this could be a, a, a good game to get him involved. Um, and Tevin Coleman, the, uh, as far as the, the running backs go for, um, for Atlanta going up against Baltimore. Edo Smith is touchdown dependent. I'm not trusting Ito Smith. Uh if we look at let's see, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Sorry, I'm trying to find my list. I had all my notes set up and there you go. Tevin Coleman. Uh yeah, the the uh the Baltimore Ravens are the second best defense against running backs. So I don't like Tevin Coleman in this matchup. If you I mean if he's your best option, yeah, I'd use him. You don't have much of a choice. I mean, he does catch the ball in the backfield, but uh Tevin Coleman is not a great choice for this game. So I would not be I would not be all that confident in having to use Tevin Coleman. I'm not using Edo Smith. So all right, that's it for that game. Uh moving on. Uh moving on to the next game. Let's go with There we go. The Panthers visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I and mean, I don't necessarily want to call this a, a trap game for the Panthers. They have lost three in a row. Their defense has not been playing well. It's give up gives up a lot in the past, which could mean I mean which means that Tampa Bay could pass the ball all over them. Now it is Jameis Winston. He could, you know, Jameis Winston very well could throw four interceptions in this game. Or he could also um he could also uh you know throw for four touchdowns with how bad uh, the Carolina defense has been playing against Uh, against the pass. The Panthers' strength on defense is against the run, and that is by far the Tampa Bay weakness uh, is running the ball. So um, looking at – and the Tampa Bay has no defense. So I think this could be a decent shootout of a game. Um, I still have not seen any more word on Deshaun Jackson's hand. Uh, So – as far as Tampa Bay goes at home, uh, this could be a very good game for them. As far as Sean Jackson goes, not sure. If he can't play, this could be a decent game for um, for uh, Chris Godwin running in that slot. Yeah, still nothing on Jackson. Um, Mike Evans could have a huge game. And Adam Humphreys out of the slot could be, uh, could be an absolute beast. And then as far as the tight ends go, uh, I want to say that Carolina is the worst team in the league against tight ends, which means that this is a mon- this could be a monster game for Cam Uh, I'm not using Peyton Barber again. I don't. There's nothing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run game that makes me feel all that great about going up against Carolina, especially since Carolina did a pretty decent job of shutting down the number one run team in the league last week in Seattle. As far as the Panthers go, you are starting. Um, you're starting Cam Newton, you're starting Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore is a flex play that could, you know, could be wide receiver three, maybe even bumped up a little bit, uh, against uh just a, a god awful Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Let's be honest, they are horrible. Um, have been all year. The only I mean, one of the few defenses that's worse than them is Atlanta, which we just talked about. So um so I like, I like the, the Panthers this game. This could honestly could be an absolute shootout because both of these defenses have been struggling a bit. Um, I also like, I also like, uh, as far as the Panthers go, um, Greg Olson, I think that he could, uh, he could be in for a decent game again, just with how bad the Buccaneers are against the pass, um, well, and against the run too. Uh, you know i think that the the panthers offense could could really find themselves in good shape uh and could really explode in this game uh to try to get theirsel- themselves back on back on track so uh yeah that's it for that game moving on the chicago bears at the new york football giants now this game uh, the bears defense is just absolutely Uh, just ripping everyone apart. Um, Sad to say, I drafted them in my 10-team league. And then because of their first – as soon as they got – I think that was right after they got Cleo Mack. I dropped them before the first game to pick up someone else – to pick up a different defense because of the matchup and because the Bears were going up against Green Bay. Well, what do you know? Someone else picked them up the next week. I couldn't get them. And so, therefore – that guy has had the Chicago Bears defense all year. Don't I feel awesome? Um, just to throw a little salt in the wound for myself on, on how, uh, how my season kind of went. Uh, as far as the Chicago Bears go, Mitch Trubisky, as far as we know, is going to miss this game against the Giants, which means that Chase Daniel is still going to be the quarterback. Chase Daniel did semi-decent against uh, – well, that was against Detroit last week. Um, as far as the running backs go, so I mean, Chase Daniel, I'm not going to start, but in how this affects everyone else, the New York Giants are 25th in the league against running backs. Uh, so Tariq Cohen uh, could be in for another big game. Uh, Daniel seemed to, to do uh, to really like dumping the ball off to Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen got a touchdown last week. He may very well be in line for another one this week. Uh, Jordan Howard, I'm about ready to write off Jordan Howard as far as fantasy this season. I think he may just need to change his scenery to move to a different team. Nagy just does not seem to want to use him the way that he can be used. He's just running him up the gut. Basically, Nagy is doing to Jordan Howard what McCoy was doing to David Johnson in Arizona. It is horrible. If they would give Jordan Howard some runs around the edge um, and not just right up the gut, I think that Jordan Howard would actually be having a pretty good fantasy season. That being said, that's not what's going on. Um, as far as uh, the Bears, uh, Trey Burton, looking at what he did last this past week, um, four catches for 20 yards. He was getting targeted a bit. It's been a little up and down for him. I think that. Uh, this next game, the Giants uh, looks like they're 17th, about middle of the road against tight ends. You know, Trey Burton could be an okay, uh, an okay one, uh, an okay guy to play this week. He's not the best play. So again, he doesn't have he doesn't have necessarily the chemistry of Chase Daniel uh, that uh, that Trubisky did. But backup quarterbacks tend to do more of the dump off game to the tight ends and to the running backs, and so. It very well could be. I I think that Trey Burton is on the back end of tight end one, more like a tight end two for this matchup. The wide receivers, I think that again we're we're looking at uh, maybe uh, Robinson, A. Rob is probably the best the best choice as far as the Bears go. Uh, I have trouble trusting anyone else without Trubisky in the lineup. Moving on to the Giants, you've got. No, you don't have Eli. <laughs> uh, Saquon Barkley is about the only weapon I trust uh, in this game. The New York Giants are 29th in rushing. That's not because Saquon Barkley isn't doing anything. It's because he's most productive catching the ball at the back. Now, he's running the ball pretty well. Uh, let me see. How, how many rush yards does Saquon Barkley actually have? Uh, let me pull it up. Pull it up. <clears throat> Yeah, he has three three games over four games over a hundred yards rushing. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight rushing touchdowns. I think he he has a few more uh, receiving touchdowns as well. He's just having an absolute monster season. Uh, number two running back in fantasy right now. So you are going to keep using Saquon Barkley. Odell Beckham Jr., you have to keep using Odell Beckham Jr. The Bears do struggle a little bit against the pass, and therefore that could uh, open up some things for uh, Odell Beckham and for Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard, I think, is a flex play. Ingram is not usable. He is the fourth option in that offense. That's really all you can say about the New York Giants. I don't think that they're going to do a whole lot against this Bears defense, but uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Next game. This next one should be an absolute barn burner as I throw up in my mouth. Uh, the Bills going to the Dolphins, four and seven Bills against the five and six Dolphins. Uh, these two teams are 17th and 20th in the league in rushing. The difference is the Bills actually have a defense. They have the number two defense in terms of yards on the season, which is amazing considering how bad they got blown out their first two games. What helped was, or what helped their defense, I guess you could say, in terms of the yards that they gave up is because Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen were throwing, or Nathan Peterman and I can't remember who else, were throwing so many interceptions that, you know, the teams didn't have to put up a whole lot of yards in order to score the touchdowns but the buffalo bills defense has been really solid this year so they're again they're about the only thing i am trusting in this def- or in this game as far as fantasy relevance i think the buffalo really could uh put the hurt on the miami dolphins uh josh allen is an intriguing name intriguing name to use uh in two quarterback leagues but that's about it um you know his running ability has uh, has you know, put him right on, the, right on that uh, almost Lamar Jackson level. So, uh, other than that, I don't really trust anyone else in Buffalo. Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think with the return of Ryan Tanhill, I think that bodes somewhat well for Kenny Stills. Um, Kenny Drake had a pretty decent game this last week. I think, you know, if the, if the Dolphins would just actually use Drake, I think that he would he would finish off the season really well unfortunately they don't think that uh, they apparently don't think that he's doing well enough because they keep giving carries to, uh, Frank Gore. And so, uh, as long as Frank Gore keeps, uh, keeps getting the ball, um, that it limits what Drake's going to be able to do. So, uh, moving on. Yeah, that's about all I have for that game as well. Like I said, that's going to be a horrible game. i uh, moving on the Colts going to the Jaguars. Now the Colts defense has actually been playing pretty well, but the, uh, the Jackson Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars defense, number five in the league in terms of yards given up. Uh, their offense is terrible. They now have Cody Kessler as their quarterback. And with how well the Colts have been playing on defense, they have, been moved, they have moved up to 17th on defense uh, in terms of yards given up. And with the, the Jaguars not having uh, Leonard Fournette this week, most likely because of the suspension, I think that the, the Colts could do really well in this game. Um, that being said, as far as the Jaguars go, you're not starting anyone with Cody Kessler as the quarterback. I'm not trusting any of their wide receivers. You may use, you can maybe use, um, Yeldon or Hyde. That's it. That's really all that they have now, especially with Fournette gone. As far as the Colts go, you're starting Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has eight games in a row where he's thrown for either 300 yards, or at least, and, or at least three touchdowns. He has just been absolutely on fire the last eight weeks. And so you're going to start, you're going to start him no matter what. The The Jacksonville Jaguars defense has actually given up a bit through the air. Jalen Ramsey has struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks. And so as, as far as the Colts go, uh, I'm, I'm downgrading Marlon Mack to about a running back two because the Jacksonville front seven can be pretty decent stopping up the run. That being said, I think the Colts could have a very good game through the air, whether it be to T.Y. Hilton or Eric Ebron or some of these other, even Dontrell Inman could have an okay flex game, to be completely honest. So I I like the, the Colts passing attack, mainly Ebron and Luck. Uh, I'm not so big on Marlon Mack. Now, again, Marlon Mack is actually in the concussion protocol, so he may not be able to. He may not be able to play. Uh, so, if that's the case, you've got Jordan Wilkins again going up against that Jaguars front. That's not going to be so great, and he doesn't have the cat, the pass catching ability. So, Neheim Hines may have a bigger game in this one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Moving on, we got two more games left. Number one, uh, the Browns four six and one against the eight and three Houston Texans. Um, the Browns defense has not been very good. Uh, their offense has moved up to 18. Thanks a lot to, on, honestly, to Baker Mayfield, um, able to spread the ball around, having streamable weeks every week. However, they are going up against the number eight defense in Houston, uh, and Houston's offense um, should play really well this week against the Browns. Um, the both teams rushed the ball pretty well. Uh, the Browns are ninth and rushing. Thanks a lot to Nick Chubb. Uh, and even, you know, even some early games with, with Carlos Hyde, just because of the volume that they were giving him. The Houston Texans are fourth and rushing because they have emphasized the run the last five games. I want to say, uh, I don't think that uh, Deshaun Watson has thrown for 300 yards in like five games.
0: Um,
1: and so because of that they you know, their offense is playing honestly is playing really, really well. Um, so as far as starters in this game, Cleveland Browns, even with the tough matchup, I like how Baker Mayfield's been playing. And so I think that Baker Mayfield is a streamable quarterback, probably a quarterback two, definitely playable in, in two quarterback leagues. Uh, Nick Chubb could have a hard, a difficult game in this one. Uh, however, the amount of volume that he gets, he could still finish with 90 to 100 yards and a touchdown. Plus, he catches the ball out of the backfield as well. Uh, I like David Njoku in this game against the Houston Texans. I believe the Texans are in the bottom third in terms of uh, points given up to tight ends. Let me look right here. They are 26th. Against, uh, against tight ends. So Njoku could be in for a solid game. And as far as the wide receivers go, it's kind of a crap shoot on who is actually going to get the ball uh, for the wide receivers. Antonio Callaway may get it one week. It may be uh, uh, Jarvis Landry the next. So uh, a little difficult to to see there. Uh, the Houston Texans, you're going to start Deshaun Watson. You're going to start uh, Andre Hop- DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I am moving towards uh, Demarius Thomas in this game. I am dropping Kiki Kuti. He is with three. He has three different hamstring injuries now. So for that, I am moving away from from Kuti. I like Demarius Thomas. They really don't have a tight end in Houston that they use regularly. So there's not really anything there as far as the running backs go. Lamar Miller should put up another decent game. Um. Let me go to, let me see, where's Miller at in terms of overall points? Right there. Yeah, the the uh, the Browns are 27th against the run in terms of points given up, to running backs. So uh, I look for Miller to have another big game uh, this next week against the Browns. And the last game that we are going to cover for tonight, we'll cover, the, like I said, we'll cover the second half of the games for week 13 in tomorrow night's podcast. Uh, the Broncos five and six going against the five and six Bengals. Um, I like the Broncos defense in this game. That's for darn sure. Um, they're running, you know, okay. So I'm not going I'm not going with Case Keenum. Um, I think he's streamable. Uh, there are better options out there in my opinion, but again, the Bengals defense is just so bad. They're 32nd in the league in terms of yards given up. Uh, the Broncos defense is 25th in the league as far as yards given up. However, their defenses play pretty solid in terms of keeping uh keeping teams out of the end zone a few weeks. So in terms of overall fantasy points, the Broncos have not been uh as bad as 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 it may seem. Um so going into getting into the Broncos, uh again I'm not going with Case Keenan. Phillip Lindsay is a top ten uh top twelve running back. Let's see in here we go one two uh, position Philip Lindsay is uh, running back number 11 in terms of full point PPR on ESPN so you're going to start him especially against that you know non-existent Bengals defense that you know Nick Chubb just kind of ran over this last week Um, I like Emmanuel Sanders in this one the the past defense for the Bengals has been non-existent and so I like I like him there uh, Matt LaCosse is a name to look at, at tight end. For those of you who have been decimated by tight end injuries, like everyone has this year, just with the amount of injuries that have happened and people going on IR at tight at the tight end position fantasy, Matt LaCosse is a name to look at. He's taken over for, um, for Jeff Hireman in terms of the tight end duties in, uh, in Denver finished, uh, last week, three of four for 38 yards and a touchdown. So he's definitely a name to look at. Um, yeah, and that's uh, Courtland. Or yeah, Sutton is kind of a I, I don't know back and forth. I'm kind of moving away from Sutton a little bit just because the, it looks like the Broncos have emphasized the run game a little bit more, and really just going to Emmanuel Sanders, and that's about it. Moving on to the Bengals with Jeff Driscoll as the quarterback now. I think you can still go with AJ Green, who is supposed to be back this week. Uh, Mixon is definitely you're going to use him just because of his versatility, being able to run, not only run the ball but catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I don't like CJ Uzuma in this game. As far uh, and Tyler Boyd, I think can still have a decent game. The problem is he runs most of his most of his routes out of the slot. And Chris Harris Jr. is the top um, slot corner, one of the, one of the top slot corners in the league. So that could be a little bit tough on Boyd, uh, really, which could open up things for AJ Green. So um, I think you start AJ Green. I think he's more of a wide receiver two this week, just because he doesn't have Andy Dalton anymore. Uh, Boyd is definitely a wide receiver two, but I think because the matchup may move him down more to wide receiver three, and uh, and Joe Mixon is definitely a running back, too. So I'm not starting, I'm not starting Jeff Driscoll. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for the matchups. Like I said, we will cover the rest of those games in tomorrow night's podcast. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. Um, I enjoy you know, doing this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to me rant and rave a little bit here and there. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, this has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we hope to uh, talk to you guys later.